Coming to you from that galaxy far, far away, this is the Star Warriors Podcast. And on tonight's show, uh, this is Chris. And this is Rocco. And we'll be recapping the Marvel Comics series uh, from February. Uh, so this is this is the second episode that we're just rounding up what's ha- been happening in the comics. And last month, Rocco, we didn't talk about Dr. Aphra. Uh, so we did not. We didn't. So we'll be uh, we'll be recapping uh, that that new series from the beginning uh, up to current. Uh, but first, a little bit of news. We got an announcement of War of the Bounty Hunters, a big crossover coming in May, right? Yes, I am super, super excited about that. Um, I really like the the premise and the fact that really the main character we're getting is Boba Fett. Absolutely, it's it's exciting too because we've been we've been talking about what are they going to do with what happened with shadows and that time period. So, and the the mere, the mere fact that they mentioned Black Sun in this that really gave me hope that maybe they'll do some kind of. Uh, adaptation of the of the events but not really a full a full take on it um i would like to see something different because we've seen shadows but you could bring in those characters uh like dash and shizor and whatnot and and make it really interesting uh but make it your own yeah yeah i i agree um i mean obviously we've discussed this on other podcasts before you know within star warriors but you know uh shadows was just so awesome but yeah i mean some type of loose adaptation it's really i mean star wars is the characters right so i mean Shizor, dash rendar you know i would take the characters over the story i agree with that it just i i didn't feel like and we'd mentioned this about the the bounty hunter comic as well yeah boba fett's there and also in shadows he's there but he's really backgrounded you know yes. in a way so I, I'm excited that it's going to be Bubba is taking Han and Carbonite to Jabba and all these other people are coming after him because it never made much sense that it was a kind of a cl- clean journey for him uh, with the biggest bounty in the, you know, in the galaxy in your trunk. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to to see more Bubba Fett in action. Hell yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into it. Uh, let's let's talk about the galaxy's favorite archaeologist. Uh <laughs> Uh, Dr. Afro was introduced uh, when when Marvel retook the, the the comic license from Dark Horse, and it was one of those those uh, the the series that was at the very beginning. It stemmed out of Darth Vader. Uh, mm-hmm. She got her own series. Uh, I didn't. I kind of fell off it the first uh, the first volume there, like with those the two droids were like some really big highlights for me from that series. And now jumping into this. Do you want to do you want to just kind of break down what's what's happened over these seven seven issues? I mean, to me, that's half of the problem is how all over the place this comic really. So, I mean, it, it starts out where they're looking for the rings of Vale, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And they're going they go to like uh, an underground city where the walls are like alive. And, you know, there's like a horror aspect to it. I mean, really this book feels like Indiana Jones in star Wars, but less compelling. Right. I mean, not, not to be a Debbie downer because, you know, I love star Wars, but the only reason I'm reading it still right now is because it says star Wars on it. And I like, you know, I, I consume all things star Wars to the best of my ability, at least, you know, there have been a couple of cool things that Afra has given us throughout the time. So, the big thing is the tag family. She's 
she's really pissed off the tag family um, because she's a quirky archaeologist who makes a lot of facial expressions. And, you know, she's your typical smartass. The villain tag, um, you know, he I, I did like the callback to the fact that, you know, the tag family from, you know, we first meet them in the original Star Wars, um, which I thought was cool. Yeah, he was one of the the Death Star people. Was that it? Yeah, he was, a he, he was one of the com- he was one of the commanders sitting at the table when Vader choked started choking one of them out. He was the one. He was the one who specifically had talked about how like if the rebels found a vulnerability like in the station, they could exploit it. Like he he's a smart guy, you know. Yep. And his son is a douche. And I think that that was really the comic gave us that he likes to find relics and then destroy them to know that they don't exist anymore. That's like his his thing. (laughs) Um, And it's just like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of dumb. Let me ask you this. Um, Would you do you think Afro would work better as a TV show than a comic? I I think so. I think yeah. I I I don't know though, Chris, because I loved her in Vader. Hmm. I loved her in Darth Vader, and it just seemed maybe it was her relationship with Darth Vader that she didn't take it all that seriously, and she was like this weird comedic kind of act to follow along. Plus the mm-hmm. droids, you know. And I thought that that worked. It worked. But her by herself in this adventure or these adventures, you know, I mean, what did they do? The the, the things that I noticed, there was one uh, comic, one issue where they were trying to escape and they see a ship and she says, oh, this ship looks like it's High Republic era. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a nice, cool little connection, you know. And then um, one of the latest ones, she meets Proxima yes. from the solo movie. Yep. And I thought that that was neat on Corellia there. I thought that that was a cool little tie back that lets you know, you know, that, uh, you know, Proxima is is still alive and well. Um, well, I don't know about well, but alive. Yeah. But again, I, I really feel like this comic is all over the place. And, you know, now we've got Domina tag. She's involved with that, that redhead. Mm. Mm-mm. But um, you know she's ruthless and stuff. But then you you know you thought that her her nephew was who was destroying stuff. I don't know, man. Like it's it's all over the place. I'm looking for a cohesive. Give me a reason why I care. And I, I'm sorry to just crap all over this. I don't mean to, but you know I actually I think it's better when you can be critical of things. I think that a lot of people sing too many praises sometimes, and and I think that. It's 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 fine to talk about this way because maybe it is just the approach that they're taking or or the the characters that they've chosen. So we know that Dr. Afra is an interesting character nonetheless. But what I'm also seeing is what you mentioned is a lot of these like shoe ins. I did notice, though, they just to go back to the H.R. They were talking about the special uh, the wormholes or whatever the the paths, the paths that yeah. Mill would use. And that was that was really cool that they mentioned that because that's those little Easter eggs that are they're doing in every comic to kind of tie in the HR. Sure. Um, I did, I did notice um, also that Santa Staros has, has reappeared in our, our in our comic verse. Uh, I did, I did like that character from um, the first volumes. Uh, she was Han Solo's wife, I believe. Right. Um, and that was a big, 
that was kind of a big arc with her. Uh, oh my god, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's where I remember her from. Yep. I was I was like plaguing me trying to figure out where this person is from. Now I remember. Holy moly! Yeah, I just I I really liked her, and then maybe adding her in to this will will help a little bit. Uh, just with the two of them on the run, just having an adventure. I also I'm a, I was a fan of the black Karst uh, Karstan or Karstan or whatever the Wookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, big the big Blackford Chewbacca. Yeah, I um. I like that character just because he is you know, like the like the polar opposite of Chewbacca in a way, and just yes. like grizzled bounty hunter badass. And um, I no loyalty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's been threatened by him a few times, even you know. So it's that those kind of things I enjoy a lot. And also, they had a new a new uh, member of the team called um, Just Lucky. Uh, yeah. But then we learned that he's a, a double agent. So yeah, that was uh, that was kind of an interesting twist as well. So. Like you said, this is this series uh, is definitely the least of my favorite, I guess, from the ones that we've been reading for this show. And um, I I do hope that they pick it up. But I I am really surprised we haven't seen something else besides comics for Dr. Afro. We did get the audio drama, right? I think there was. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I really think that I think that you're right. She would do well with either a TV show or an even animated series like a clone wars. Um, I would watch that, you know, um, I really would as a comic. I don't know, man. Um, I'm hoping I keep getting the issues (laughs) and I'm hoping that every issue I'll be honest, it's gotten better as I've read it, but I don't know if that's just apathy because I'm forcing myself to read it or if it's like actually getting better. Um, you know, and I know we have a lot of other comics on our docket today that I would consider far superior. Um, and I'm sorry, Dr. Afra, if you're somehow listening to this, um, we, we loved you and Darth Vader and, you know, uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's it. That's it. So let's, let's jump over to a comic that we are enjoying. Um, yes. Uh, let's talk about Star Wars, uh, the main the main book. Uh, so, 11. yes, and so we we we're catching up uh, with our with our rebels and uh, Starlight Squadron, uh, which is uh, a hail back to the the HR. And this is again another uh, not this isn't really a shoe in for the initiative. This is this is a little more uh, of an aggressive take on it because they want to kind of bring back that idea of what Starlight Beacon was. Uh, and kind of and, and kind of just move forward in the galaxy as and give people hope. So I I like this because they bring back uh, Shara Bay and Kes Dameron, who I loved from um, Shattered Shattered Empire uh, mm-hmm. and and you know from the beginning of the the whole run. And I I like that because I got really kind of involved uh, and 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 into those characters from before and the whole thing with Poe and that Force Tree kind of gave mm. me a, a bad twist because I know that they had plans for the three of them in the sequel trilogy to be, to be force sensitive. I just, I just feel like they moved away from a lot of stuff that they were setting up. And that's one, yeah. one scene in the comics that really got me. So I'm loving that these characters are back. Um, and now we have, uh, we have some really interesting um, politics happening on the ship because you got Lobot who's been basically is, is, going to die if if they continue yeah. to keep working a system the way they are you got lando who's who's fighting against Kess. D- they're trying to figure out what's best for the galaxy versus lobot's going to die that's a really cool dynamic there because 
Um, you have somebody who's very fresh to the rebellion, somebody who they don't trust really. Uh, With good and, reason. Right, exactly, exactly. And then Leia's forced to make a decision. Exactly. And I think, too, what I'm really loving about the current arc within Star Wars, because, I mean, we had a Luke Skywalker arc in the beginning, right, with the, with the yellow lightsaber. Um, and now we've moved on to really Leia and the Rebel Alliance, whether they're on the run or they're on the attack, which is kind of what's happening. They set up that little trap um, kind of situation for the Empire. Um, but it's really highlighting Leia's battle prowess. And I think that this is really doing that very, very well. Um, she is cunning and she is, but you have to trust her. She's, she plays her, she plays her cards very close to the chest. <laughs> and that whole thing with Lobot where when Leia's like, no, Lando, stand down. We're going to finish this. Like, you're going to let us do this. And everyone's like, oh man, Leia's going to just let this guy, let this Android die. Right. And then yeah. turns out 3PO, she had a plan in the back end with 3PO, um, and they ended up saving Lobot, and it was all Leia. Like, it was just all Leia that did that. And I loved it. I loved that. And it's always, you know, it's it's about the greater good, and that's, that's yeah. kind of what got me, too. It's like, what we know of Lando up to this point, because of, of Empire Strikes Back and whatnot, not really that trusting of a character at this point because of his betrayal. So... It's it's kind of confusing because it seems like it's very like um, it's very selfish for him to instead of looking out for the galaxy, but at the same time it's he was looking out for Cloud City when he betrayed them, so it's kind of like what what is your stance, Lando? Is it about the greater good or are you just worried about your friend? You know, um, yeah. And at this point, it's 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 kind of up in the air, and I like I like exploring those dynamics because, like you said about Leia, we don't get. We didn't. We didn't really get too much of that in the movies, right? We don't get to see her as uh, as a commander or whatever her her role is, right? As a leader, and now we kind of get that fleshed out, and I'm really enjoying that. Absolutely, absolutely. And going back to Lando, he's giving information in the back end to uh, to Bib Fortuna. Yes, you know uh, about about the rebels, and I really looking. Obviously, we've seen Return of the Jedi. Obviously, these comics take place between those two periods. Lando obviously leads the squadron, you know, in the second Death Star attack. All the squadrons, I should say, not just the squadron, leads the fleet in that attack. So we know that Lando, what what his outcome is, right? But to see that he's, in like, talking to Bib Fortuna about giving rebel secrets away or selling them. I am, I am now most excited in this comic to see where that flashes out. Yeah, that was a really interesting twist. And when they first did it, I was like, okay, but now when they ended with like, when they did it in this issue again, and he's even mm -hmm. going farther into it, then you really start questioning what his motive motivations are. Like it's tough because we know what happens and he is a hero and he's a good guy, but sure. Like you said, this is this is exploring something that um, that is interesting and something that could be, you know, a really good character arc for the character for Lando to see how he either gets caught and has to gain favor again or he makes a decision and maybe gives them wrong information or something or screws them over, you know. So that I'm really, like you said, really excited to see what what's going to come of that. 
another another big thing that I always like about Star Wars is is Squadron, right? So Starlight Squadron, um, the whole thing where they get where they get ambushed by the Star Destroyer, um, and they get stuck in that tractor beam. So the tractor beam has always been a big thing in Star Wars, and it's and what I loved was like wedges wedges plan to to beat it when they just flew into it, like into it and yeah. um and destroyed it that was that was really awesome um and then boarding boarding the star destroyer going you know capturing that droid and then Shara Bay gets left behind after her ship yes. gets destroyed so that's a really cool situation as well that I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens and jettisoning their R2 units because they had nav important <laughs> nav information like that's just not something like that's a little detail that you're like wow how often do they do that or like you know because we're beholden to R2D2 he's everyone's favorite astromech droid you know he and BB8 we we form an attachment to these characters so it only stands to say that these pilots probably form attachments to their R2 units their astromech droids they're their mechanics, they're their nav computers, etc. So they have to jettison them into space so the Empire doesn't get their droids. Like, holy holy moly, that adds a whole... To me, in that simple little throwaway line, that adds another layer of, like, importance to these droids. Absolutely. You imagine, like, trying to fly the ship without the droids' help? I can't, like... That's got to be near impossible, and that just really speaks to uh, how how good of a pilot Wedge is, and and the others. So sure, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I guess I I remember that, and I just kind of passed over it. But thinking about it, and now to be able to just um, lead these lead these maneuvers and still uh, be great pilots in these ships, it's a it's a really a it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh, that's anything else you want to talk about the that issue of Star Wars? Uh, where, no. where's Luke right now? He's he's off, right? He's he's off doing that typical Luke trying to find myself thing, you know. And it's just like he's like that friend. I feel like he's that like friend that's like, oh, you know, I just went to Colorado for like five weeks to like just find myself in the mountains. And you're like, <laughs> whatever, dude. Like, just let me know when you get back. All right, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, and I guess that's what's funny about comics too. It's like we have to wait one little segment of of the story, and then you got to wait months to uh, to to be like, oh wait, that's right. This was like a five minute scene, <laughs> just, exactly, just in a few pages. And it's yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to next month to see if uh, we catch up with Luke Skywalker again. But it looks like we're going to be sticking with this a little bit because with the Tarkin's will and Commander Zara. Uh, and that whole versus Leia thing, uh, it looks like we have a good storyline there. And like you said, I think that's a good approach to it because it is Luke's story all the time, right? Yes. So it's kind of it's nice to see these other uh, these other characters getting getting center stage. So, and I'm starting to see, and we're, I know we're going to talk about this after the break too, but it's starting to see where these comics are going to collide in that bounty hunters war. Like I'm starting to just, I feel like Lando, what we just talked about with Lando is going to play a part in that. Um, I feel like, you know, Afra, well, I don't know if Afra, I don't think Afra is going to play a part in that. Um, but a comic we're going to talk about after the break, I think is going to play is, is already showing signs. I, I think of taking a part of that. So anyway, now that you mentioned, I'm also maybe wondering if Lando is 
double agent and just going to play the play bit Fortuna and uh, Java like that. Who knows? You know, like that's what that's what I could see happening. Uh, yeah. In the, in the end, just being like, oh, this is we've just been looking for information on where Han is. And now he's there. Now we know he's there. But I think also bringing up the, the War of the Bounty Hunters is that well, we're on the crash course for that. I'm wondering how much how much Jabba and all his uh, his crew will be involved in. If we'll see some um, some new bounty hunters, even I would love to see introduction of maybe a new character or something like that. Well, where I read that Vader is going to be part of, but again, let's talk about that after That's the break. It. Perfect. So we're going to jump into some commercials, and we'll be back with more Star Warriors. Defet Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. Defat Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with Defat Comics. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is perfect this is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We are back after those commercials with more Star Warriors, and Rocco and I are discussing uh, the February comics for Marvel and Star Wars, and uh, we're going to get right into Bounty Hunters. So this is uh, this is the series that's featuring uh, Valance as the main character. This was a lot of fun for me. A, because the Onaka clan. Yes. <laughs> that, oh, man, that I'm waiting. Yes. I want to see Hondo. I imagine he's going to show up, right? I mean... He's not dead. He's in Galaxy's Edge, and and that happens post this. And so I'm really excited that that they're bringing in these this this pirate crew. And this is a really action packed issue. It was kind yes. of uh, what was that description you used last last episode for this? <laughs> oh, this action porn. It's action, action porn. porn. That's it. This was completely action porn. Um, and uh, we got a little yeah. we got a little throwback. A uh, little more of the relationship between Han and Valence, uh, that Han and Han and them actually came back and saved Valence on their own without being commanded to. So that was kind of a, a interesting, interesting little bit there. I wonder what's going to happen when Han and Valence cross paths again. I think so. Like I was saying, you know, we'll talk about this after the break. But with War of the Bounty Hunters, I think that Valence is going to be a part i mean obviously we know war of the bounty hunters is going to be heavily influenced by bounty hunters obviously um but i think that it, they're alluding to the fact that han came back for valence valence owes han some type of debt that valence feels he needs to repay and i think that this comic is directly leading up to him finding out han is in carbonite and being like ah i'm gonna have to help him and I, I think we even got a little glimpse of that in this issue specifically. And, I, you know, with what you said, with that, like, throwback to what happened there. Absolutely. And that's kind of like what Valance is doing here. He goes, uh, the ship is the ship is being attacked by the pirates. 
Yeah. And so he feel he goes and he's going to help them. Um, and it's a pretty, pretty awesome scenes with uh, with him flying an X-Wing uh, and taking just out the pirates. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just how 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 awesome he is. Um, and I think you're totally right about that. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see where where these allegiances happen. So um Another thing that I liked about this was we met Lasha Lasha Tarkin again or Tarkon. Yep. Um, yep. We knew that she was the wife of T- Tonga, uh, mm-hmm. one of the bounty hunters that was involved in the original uh, scheme, and we thought that Boba Fett had killed her. Yep. But now we find out that she's alive, uh, which is yep. an interesting twist. We meet Commander Hill Purpura, uh, who is the, the leader of the ship that uh, Valence is trying to help out, and that is that's another kind of a twist another similar yeah. twist to the comic, <laughs> in a way uh, not, to, not to bring it to that but no i uh just like you said i mean it was obviously that dude was not happy with uh him taking a single x-wing and just going at them like going ham on them uh but it was it was a i think it was a wild issue action wise like you said and oh God, there was something I was going to bring up specifically that I can't remember now. Um, that's right. Dengar. Yes. Dengar that I, I loved. I just, I love seeing old faces. Um, but it was really cool to see Dengar have a little spot and he's with the Onaka gang and, you know, are they going to kill him? Are they not? I mean, they're pirates, so really, who knows what it is that they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I think there was a lot going on in this single issue, like a lot going on, you you know, uh, which was fun. It was a fun read. Yes, exactly. It was just from start to finish. I had a really, a really great time with this comic. Um, and now I, now I just can't wait for more because as much as as much as I want like an overall really good story on this it's also just kind of like you said it's just action and i love i love that kind of stuff too because i don't want to get hung up on a lot of um that's that was the problem with afra for me i was just getting hung up on on things i didn't care about and i don't want to be mean about it but it's just like if you can't hold a reader over 20 pages that's that's a big problem in my in my opinion and uh this comic actually did a really good job with that and has been since the beginning yeah. honestly yeah dengar dengar's always been one of my favorite characters and i like the inclusion here uh kind of with with captain scrag and that whole dynamic uh so we'll see we'll see if uh if uh hondo gets involved in this i'd love to see that i hope so all right let's um let's jump over to vader uh this is our favorite comic uh our shared title here so uh again this comic did some amazingly crazy things as well. It was pretty epic. Um, yes. It, I just, it really was. Right? I mean, it's called the Summa Verminoth from, uh, again, another little throwback to Solo there, the big monster from the, yes. the I want to say the Maw, but it was, you know, whatever it was around Kessel at that point. Um, that alone got me um, and just the effectiveness of that. But I want to mention that before we, uh, we jump into what happened. Uh, did you notice Sly Moore has been reintroduced to canon again? Uh, Slime. Sly Moore. No. So Sly Moore is the Umbaran uh, who, who attacks 
Vader at the beginning of the comics, Oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So she is actually that bald woman from the prequel trilogy who worked for Palpatine. Oh. She's actually Force-sensitive. I didn't realize it. I had to look it up, and I was like, who is this? This looks very familiar. And that's, and that's who that is. Yep, yep, yep. And I... I'm loving this comic. This is of all of them my favorite series and because it is tapping into such deep lore into one of the most complex movie literary characters that has ever existed, period. But the emperor isn't even trying to freaking hide that he's trying to kill Vader. <laughs> like there is literally no hiding the fact that he is trying to kill him. But what is fantastic is Darth Vader is alive out of spite. I know I said this in the last episode, but yet again, we have another issue of Vader just being like, I'm not going to die in spite of life. It just, just a spite living. I'm still going to be here. And when the Embaran shows up with a fleet and it, and like pretty much, what did she say? Like, we're here to kill you. Mm -hmm. Just, just you're going to die now. And he was like, no. And that was it. <laughs> Just like, no, not, no, I'm not gonna. And then flies right into what was that beast called again? I'm sorry. That's all right. Summa Verminoth. <laughs> yeah. Think. I can't say that <laughs> thing, but wow. Wow. Yeah. He's, he has no fear at all because he just embraces all that, all that dark side energy. Um, and the the fact that he's got Ochi like like strapped in a like an escape pod to his ship, this Jedi fighter that he's flying around, and you're watching you're watching the old Anakin kind of as well, and yes. his piloting skills and how awesome he really is. Um, but that little dynamic there between him and Ochi and, and Ochi just like <laughs> screaming his lungs out from that from that escape pod while he's being dragged through space, basically. Exactly, exactly. I, I, a little, a, like, I think the perfect amount of comedic levity um, needed there. Um, but what was crazy was that that thing was to show them visions and Vader's visions and just seeing Obi-Wan and seeing Mustafar and the Emperor and, you know, all he it's like he's having this this like uh what's the word like a like a spirit guide <laughs> like going through he's tripping i mean literally vader is tripping tripping balls and he is seeing all this stuff and i think it continues to make his character even more introspective anakin died with padme yes and when he finds out Luke is alive, that is literally a part of Padme that still exists. So I, I believe that this is where Anakin is starting to come back to life in, in the same way he's knowing that part of Padme is still alive. And I think it's causing him to question everything. And we don't see that in the films. And the way this specific comic series, this specific run, like... The two runs, the the first one with Afra, and the second one, Dark Lord of the Sith, right, um, really set up what we're seeing now. And those were incredible runs, but this is really, really diving into that 
whole dynamic of what is going on in Vader's head. Exactly. Um, and that, that whole catalyst of, of facing off with Luke and Empire is is like that turning point we know, right? And it's just yes. like um they and like you said, they really dive into that that psychology really well. Uh, as we watch him try to grasp the dark side of the force and try to really work through it and try to get back, I guess, in the good graces of the, the Emperor Emperor in a way. Um, but we know like the Emperor knows. He's not he's not stupid. He knows that like Vader is slipping and now he's got all these people trying to kill him. Maybe it's also a test, as you know, as as he said, but I love it as well because of that. And you're talking about the flashbacks, uh, the high ground flashbacks, and then him yes. comparing it to how Luke had no fear either, right? And so he when he faced off against Vader, he went up the stairs at on Besbin. And that right there is a really cool comparison of of the two Skywalkers and and how how they are very similar in a way too. Oh yeah. Um he is his father's son, that's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that like I try to think about it in terms of uh, the movie mentality versus this and it's like what is what is Vader's ultimate goal? Is it to remain a dark lord of the Sith and to have his son also be a dark lord of the Sith so they can do that? Um and that's that's the that's kind of the fun part about watching Vader slip from slip from grace in a way the dark side um and just keep challenging himself mentally what did what did oh say oh she said something like didn't it show you how you die yes yeah did it show you how you die uh, you know because that's obviously what ochi saw um and, and it's just like for vader kind of yeah like you know um or at least it gave an option of how he could die um which i thought was funny that little right? line so does does vader does Vader die the moment, start to die the moment he tells Luke he's his father? You know, is that is that the beginning of the fall in a way? It's an interesting, it's an like a really interesting psychological study, honestly, because he is so evil and he he's killed so many people. And now you start to see the human humanity come back, you know, the Anakin coming out again. So absolutely. And if anything else, the these comics, especially this series, makes watching the original trilogy even better even better exactly and that's and i like that you kind of compare the two how different the two time periods are between the different movies because when you read vader the first time it was the darth vader we know from that time and the very the hunter and the killer and mm-hmm. now this approach is is much different this is more vader the explorer right really but here's a here's the one thing I really loved about it is when the the Summa Ver Verminal whatever it is when he controls its mind and then they're like riding it to the Exegol uh, temple the end of that yes. the end of that book I was just like this this right here is is pretty pretty epic dude I want the next issue so bad. Because of the final cell of this comic. And it, to me, it's not so much the large beast that he just rode down. It's that is the that is the building on one of the opening shots of Rise of Skywalker. That you know what's in there. Like we know what's in there. We've seen what's in there because we saw Rise of Skywalker. 
we never would have thought that Vader had actually, I thought that that was just Emperor. No one else knew that that place was there, but Vader had the, the Wayfinder. He got to Exegol. He's now on the surface of Exegol, but not only is he on the surface, he's right in front of the temple that his grandson went into, what, 30-some-odd years later to face down the Emperor himself. Like, like, Kylo Ren came to that temple to kill the Emperor. That was why I'm I'm going in there. I'm killing Palpatine. That's why I'm here. And and now Vader is finding it, and, and that's something we would have never known. And for me, if these books as they are, are already enhancing what I think is perfect, which is the original trilogy, right? Now they're diving into sequel trilogy. And for me, if you're going to make those movies better, thank you. Yeah, that mm-hmm. great. Con- please continue. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that it has ties to all three trilogies and that it can touch that much of the saga because that's the thing it's like if you got darth vader at the center of it truly he is the center of it uh mm-hmm. whether you know whatever comes later is because of vader as well you know and the, mm-hmm. and so the thing about the sequels is i watch them i don't love them i like them yeah yeah <laughs> but i like you said i like to see this kind of stuff make those mythos more interesting and and like what they do with the web i of webish bog bring things in that they cut for whatever reason um, and make, make that into Canon and make it important Canon so that if they ever have the opportunity to do something with it, then it's like, it was here, it was there. Um, so please just keep doing that. I, mean, I didn't care about Oshi that much until no. this comic. Yeah. I was like, great. Who was Oshi? You know, they didn't go too much into him in the, in the sequel trilogy. And um, here, it's 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 really good dynamic between the two. You said it's like it's it's almost comedic at times, and that's the perfect level that you need because that's what we were mentioning earlier with Doctor Afra. She brought that to that to that book as well as yes. you know the droids did too. But that to bring humor into a dark story, uh, I think is really important as well. And for it to be done right, mm-hmm. that's that's the key. Is you know you can have a dark story and it's just dark. There's no levity to it. Um, as an example, you know, a lot of the Batman comics I read and I read a lot of Batman comics. They're just, they're, most of them are just dark, you know, unless Dick Grayson is there. Um, but they're just dark period. And you can do that and that's okay. But with dark, anything dark, adding that levity, that is a risk. Every time you add that levity, it is a risk, but they've done it. They did it well with Vader and Afra. They did, they're doing it well now with Vader and Ochi. Um, and sometimes the best part is that it doesn't even mean to be comical. It just ends up being that way. And I think that's the perfect way of doing it. And they've really done that. Like those of you that are listening, if you're saying to yourself, I, I you know, I want to get into Star Wars comics. I want to read Star Wars comics. Honestly, start with Vader. Start with Darth Vader and, and read them all. Because I think that this is the gold, the platinum standard in terms of Star Wars comic books, period. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, because if you look back to the original, original Marvel, it was really 
kind of the same jaunt as as they're doing with with the Star Wars. So you're filling in the story. You're, you're making up stories that fit into whatever you want between these movies. But when did they explore Darth Vader? Not really that much. Uh, no, no, no. Even in even in the Dark Horse comics, I I know that he had some comics, but not not series like this, not like dedicated full series where they really explored what happened. And I'm actually glad for that because then we would be comparing it to that, um, which whatever, but it, I don't want to have to compare this to anything. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just can't wait. Like, God, I have it right here. When is Darth Vader number 11? God, April 28th. Like say, that's, you're waiting. that's sinful. That is absolutely sinful. But you know, the story is just, it's so good. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, if you're looking to get into these comics, I mean, I would definitely say Darth Vader and star Wars right now are, are what you really should be reading. Um, I mean, if you want your action porn, throw in bounty hunters. And if you want some exploring and stuff, uh, check out Afra. you know, that's, that's my, that's my advice. I, I take it for what it's worth. <laughs> that's a good sales line. You got it. You got it. <laughs> People are like, I'm not, I'm not going to read that Afro book <laughs> no. after our episode today. <laughs> or they I mean, will I because like... they spite us. <laughs> True. And, and, you know, going back to Afro, I do like their, you know, they are uh, using it as a way of inclusion for the LGBTQ community. Um, I thought, I think that that's cool. Um, making her character, either gay or bi, whichever. It doesn't matter. What I like is it's not the focus of the story. It's just part of the story. And that's and that's okay. I think that I think that there is something to be said about that. It doesn't feel shoehorned. That's what I want to say. It doesn't feel shoehorned. I agree. I agree. Um and not to mention the entire creative team is they're all female creators. Uh you got Alyssa Wong on writing it. Uh Rachel Rosenberg on colors and then on pencils, Marika Cresti. Cresta? Cresta. I can't read my own writing. This is why you should always type and not write with pen. Not like I'm a, you know, a Gen X or something. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, like I said, I don't want to beat up that comic. It's just the story wasn't captivating and now it seems to be getting better. So I will definitely give it a chance and we'll be back next month talking about it because we yes. don't have a Darth Vader next month. Son so we're going to have to, yeah. That and then that April episode is going to have to be on the 29th. <laughs> it, it might as well be seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no Star Wars comics out this week, um, which is odd. Um, and I don't like it. Um, I was in the shop today and I said, Hey, n- there's no Star Wars tomorrow, is there? And he's like, No, man, there's nothing for Star Wars tomorrow. So I'm like, All right, weird. They need another title. See, that's they're they're slacking. We'll we'll write it. We'll let them know. That's right. This is what we want and what we want. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so closing out, uh D Fan Entertainment. Uh it's it's up and running. We are we are all together on our new hosting platform on Castos. Uh, so you're still recording critical mass right now, right? That's correct. Uh, our next episode is going to record Thursday for release, probably Thursday night, Friday morning. Awesome. Looking forward to that. If you guys like current events and politics and fun discussions about that, check it out. Uh, (laughs) also check out, check out, uh, 
Tale Talk, uh, another show on the network, uh, Geek News, and more. So uh, catch Star Warriors uh, a couple times a month now. We, we've been doing this comic episode along with our big group discussion, which is coming up about the High Republic. So look forward to that. Uh, you can also check out the last episode. Uh, Ruben and I interviewed Brian Balance, uh, the creator of the Star Wars audio drama, The Adventures of the Zolan Dart. So that was a lot of fun. So check out all our great shows. Uh, we'll have links of uh, links to them in the notes. And um, that's it, man. So that was that was fun. Yes, it was. Too bad we got to wait two months for Vader. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'll have to write more notes for these other comics to cover to cover the time. And then we'll just cry about it next month about how we don't have a Vader for 20, 10 minutes, probably. No. Yeah, doubt. we can. Uh, oh, I will definitely be belly aching about it. <laughs> That's for sure. So. All right. Good times, Rocco. Uh, we will uh, we'll be back next time. And thanks for everybody for listening. And may the force be with you.